0: Hello, and welcome to The Storyteller's Mission with Zena Del a podcast for artists and storytellers about changing the world for the better through story. Today, what I want to talk to you about is how you can make sure that your main character drives the action of your story, because this is a fundamental problem across the board. I constantly am reading screenplays or evaluating manuscripts where the main character is passive, And I think it's because people don't quite get what it means, what it looks like, what does it actually look like if your main character is the one driving the action of the story. So I've come up with 10 examples or 10 sort of criteria that you can use to test whether or not your character is doing these things and that means that they're active, they're not actually passive. Number one, a character is driving the action of the story when they are the ones who are getting the ideas or a theory or an action step. They're the one that is coming up with the plan, who is figuring out who to connect with, who is figuring out where to go and do the research or to search for clues. Often what happens is that I see main characters Who have all of these supporting characters around them who are making the suggestions. Well, why don't we do this? Well, why don't you do this? Or, hey, you're invited to come to this event. And, oh, okay. And then our character just goes along. Instead of our character going, you know, there's that conference there. I think I want to go to that. Well, why? I don't know. I think there's going to be some people there that maybe I'm gonna wanna meet. Let's go, let's figure it out. And they figure out how to get in and they figure out what the best way is. Now, sometimes, and this is a good thing, because this is number two, your characters have to recruit other characters to help them. By the way, that makes them active your main character is active, if they're the ones doing the recruiting, they're the ones putting the team together, figuring out who they need as allies to be able to accomplish whatever it is that they need to accomplish. That's a good thing, which means, of course, that every time you bring in an ally, that character needs to have their moment where they get to save the day. Because otherwise, why did they get brought on? They can't just be an ornament they actually have to have that moment where their knowledge or their expertise or whatever it is that they bring to the table is useful enough that it saves the day it has to make your main character look real smart to have brought them on see they had to have recruited them for a reason so in that moment when Tom Cruise is in Mission Impossible and he's doing whatever thing he's doing, all of a sudden, the fact that Simon Pegg is able to do X, Y, and Z, makes Tom Cruise really smart that he has Simon Pegg on his team and he's the one who brought Simon Pegg in. So Simon Pegg has to have his moment in the sun, but it's ultimately Tom Cruise's idea to bring Simon Pegg in. Are you with me? Okay, number three. They're the ones who have to be picking up on the clues. So if they go to investigate something, they're the ones that are noticing the things that are important. If you don't have a main character who's noticing those things, but the other characters are noticing, you don't need your character. And by the way, it doesn't matter what your genre is. This isn't just about people that are investigators or cop shows or in thrillers or whatever the case may be. This is no matter what genre, there are things that need to be noticed. Maybe your main character is noticing that Marge just isn't feeling well today. And she hasn't been feeling well for a while. So what's going on? Whatever the case may be, your character is noticing the clues, the things that are important. They have to be the ones who notice things. They're the ones who are noticing the clues. They are the ones having the insights and picking up on the things that are important in the story that are ultimately driving the story. Okay, number four. They're the ones that are taking it upon themselves to do something. Main characters are the ones who are compelled to take action. That's why it can't be everybody else who's taking action. They have to be the one who are taking the initiative. And by the way, that's what heroes do and all of our characters should be heroes in the making and they either fail or they succeed at the end of the story. So the McDonald's guy sees a problem and the whole movie is about him trying to solve it. What needs to happen for him to solve this? What are all the steps that he needs to go through to fix it? He's the one who takes it upon himself to figure it out. Number five. He's the one, or she is the one, with the right superpower to potentially pull it off. See, I've been arguing for some time that your main character must have a superpower. They must have a superpower, and all that means is that they have some unique skill or insight or knowledge or ability to do something unique or better than anybody else can. They are the ones with the superpower. Now, it might not be an actual physical ability or, I mean, certainly not a superpower like, oh, I can read people's minds. It's just that they see it like the guy in the McDonald's movie. He saw a vision of a chain, right? Of making a franchise, a franchise of restaurants that would span the whole country. That is a unique insight that is for him only. He's the only one who could have implemented that vision. What is your character's superpower? What gives them a leg up? That's ultimately what the question is. What can they do better than anybody else can do that can ultimately make them win? Because if your character doesn't have that ability, then why are they the main character? They have to be there for the thing to turn out right. If they're not there, it's just not gonna work. So what is their superpower? And it's because of that that they're the ones seeing the insights, and it's because of that that they're the ones recruiting the right people, and it's because of that that they're the ones taking action and picking up on the clues and getting the ideas and finding ways to implement their vision. Okay, number six. They're the ones making choices about what to do next, where to go, who to talk to, what problems might come up. Or they, of course, recruit the expert who then they are smart enough to go, hey, what are the potential problems before we open up this hole that we can alleviate? But this also brings us to number seven. They are the ones who are influencing the events of that world, even if they're not in charge. See, that's the thing. Our main characters aren't always the ones that are in charge. A lot of times they are taking orders from other people and that puts them in a tricky situation. The problem is you can't have a passive character simply because they're not in charge. A great example of this is the new Maverick movie with Tom Cruise. He is still at the same low level that he always was. He never advanced in rank. And yet, he still has to be in charge of influencing the events. How does he do that? Well, for one, he has a superpower. He is one of the top three skilled pilots, maybe in the entire world. One of the only guys who could maybe plan the particular mission that he's being tasked with which is why he's put in charge, and he thinks outside of the box. See, that's the thing. Not only is he skilled enough as a pilot, but what gives him his real superpower is that he doesn't conform. It actually gives him a leg up. He doesn't think like the powers that be. It's also what kept him from advancing in rank. But in this particular case, that's the guy you need. He's the guy with the superpower to pull off the mission. But also, he has to influence the events. So at the very beginning, he finds out that the program he's working on is going to be shut down in favor of the drone program, and yet by God, hey, we're not shut down yet, let's go ahead and move the test up, let's do it. And they're like, no, we're not ready. Well, so he takes action anyway in the face of consequences to himself. He's gonna take the consequences. He's willing to take the heat for whatever his decisions cost Which means, number eight, he's the one taking the risks. The stakes are high. But it's going to cost your character something personally to take that action. But they are the ones influencing the events even if they're not in charge. Later on, he gets booted. He's taken off the project, right? He's removed from that and he has to find a way to still influence the events without Val Kilmer's character making a call for him. He's got to be the one who takes action. He's got to figure out how to make himself indispensable now, and he does, and that's the key. He has to take action even if he's not in charge, okay? He's also the one taking the risks. If it works, wonderful. If it fails, he might go to jail, or worse, he'll die, or worse, the people below him will die, and that's something he can't live with which is why the stakes are high. He has to protect the people around him, which is why he has to take radical action. Okay, number nine. That means that they have to have something to lose. That's where the stakes are, right? If they fail, what happens? It has to be more than, oh, I get demoted. That's just self-sacrifice. Your main character has to be willing to take that risk. Okay, if I lose, okay, it affects me. I lose my life, no big deal. The real acid test is, what happens to everybody else? If I lose, what happens to everybody else? So even in a movie like As Good As It Gets, where the issue is whether or not he is going to gain his soul, right? This is his last chance to connect with human beings. If he doesn't connect to other human beings, ultimately he's losing his own soul, and he will live and die alone, and it will be a really sad existence. But more than that, those people need him, and he is uniquely suited to help them. So if he fails to connect with them, they also are going to suffer because of his inability to rise above his limitations. So it it affects and impacts more than just him but it needs to also impact him. Number 10, are they the ones that are learning? Are they the ones that are growing in all areas? The heart of every story is a personal paradox, which means it's about your main character coming to terms with some great pain, their wound that they have in their past. They have to face that thing and overcome it once and for all. That's just story that has to happen. But also, you can ask yourself if they're the ones gaining the knowledge. If they're the ones gaining the insight. Are they the ones who are learning or growing or acquiring over the course of the telling? If they are, then there's a very good chance that they are active. It can't happen because they're passive. It has to be directly as a result of the steps that they are taking your main character has to be making choices they have to be taking action steps they have to be seeing things that need to be done and then figuring out how to do them even if they're getting contrary orders which often is the case because what that does is it just raises the stakes and now the risks are higher because if they fail they're in big trouble but so is everybody else the point is Your main character is the person who is driving the action. They're the ones making sure everything is happening, making choices, influencing events, taking the risks, getting ideas, figuring out the clues, acquiring the team, acquiring the skills, acquiring the weapons. They're the ones using their superpower to solve it or to save the day. Those are the 10 things that you're looking for in your story to make sure your main character is driving the action of the story. Okay, I hope that this has been helpful to you. This is, this is good stuff here. This is good stuff. <laughs> you want this. This is really, really key stuff for you to look for and to compare to your own story and make sure that your character is doing all of these things, all of it no matter what your genre or the type of story you're telling. If you benefit from this podcast and you listen to it on a regular basis, can I just ask you to consider contributing financially to the podcast to help keep it going? If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may have noticed we have been experimenting over the last couple of weeks with something called Buzzsprout Ads. And that is where we agree to let other podcasts advertise on our show to promote themselves to you in exchange for, you know, pennies, basically. And what I've realized after experimenting with that is that I'm just not interested in doing it. I don't like doing it. I don't want to interrupt our momentum. I really value the time of my listeners. And the workaround there is either to find sponsors or to have support from the listeners themselves. I'd love to have sponsors, but unfortunately, we need more listeners for some of the bigger sponsors to come on board that would actually be able to financially support the show. So, in the meantime, I'm asking for some listener support. If you feel so compelled, then please do. Contribute what you can, what you will, by going to that PayPal account and donating there. We love being able to provide content to you that we hope will improve your skills as a writer. Thank you for listening to The Storyteller's Mission with Zena Del Lowe. May you go forth inspired to change the world for the better through story.